Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Gabrielle from the Fitness Studio in Arlington, Massachusetts. What's up, Gabrielle? How are you today? I am great. How are you, Bree? Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Of course. All right. So let's get right into the details, wasting no time. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the backstory there? So the backstory is I started working for uh, various gyms um, when I first started out, which was about 19 years ago. So I was in my early 20s um, and I was at this one particular gym where I wasn't working for the gym, but rather I was an independent contractor uh, for a, uh, a smaller business that was leasing the rights to do personal training for that gym. And what was so great about that is um, the structure of the payment was 70-30 in favor of me. So I was there for five years. I built up a great clientele. Um, I felt that I was really good at what I was doing. Uh, and I knew it was something I wanted to do. I felt like a big fish in a small pond. And I wanted to go and work for um, a little fancier gym, mm -hmm. uh, downtown Boston. Um, I left that facility and went to this really nice gym where all celebrities goes when they're in town. Uh, a lot of very talented trainers go there and it was beautiful and it was great. Uh, I learned a lot, but uh, it was very corporate. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a lot of rules, there was a lot of politics and the pay structure at that particular gym was pretty much the flip side of where I came from. Um, so uh, the clients paid a lot of money to work with me and I'd not keep very much. Right. Um, the way they had, this, the way it was set up was very difficult to, to really get ahead. Um, and I, for the first time after about seven years thought of a career change, there was a member at the gym who I'd become really good friends with. And I was expressing my frustrations to him. And he said, if you were to put all money aside, or if you were to say every career change path you would go into money would be equal what would you do? And I said, I would own my own studio and mm -hmm. my own personal training studio. I really don't want to change my career. I really, really want to do what I do. I love what I do, but I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to work for myself. I know what I'm worth because this is what the clients are paying, mm -hmm. but I want that money. So that was my drive. So I ended up starting very small um, by training clients out of the little fitness room in the apartment complex where I lived and it started to grow um, I was still training at the fancy gym just to kind of make that transition mm -hmm. and my clientele at the little fitness room grew to where I was able to leave the gym and get my own tax ID and number and just started just do working for myself but I didn't have my own facility so I was doing a combination of training people in the fitness room where I lived, but I started going to people's homes as well. Mm -hmm. So I started Body by Gab uh, in 2011. Um, 
I then found this woman who owned a Pilates studio in the um, neighborhood where the old gym was that I had worked at, where I was an independent contractor. And I still had a, a huge clientele there that I had kept in touch with. And some of them were driving to this little fitness room and some of them I would go to their homes. So that was my base. Those were my clients. I just now needed a facility. So the owner of the fitness studio only did classes in the mornings and in the evenings. And I was then able to lease her space the hours that she weren't using it mm-hmm. and got my feet wet what it was like to be on my own and, and have a studio. So I still didn't have any skin in the game because I just leased it from her. But then I got busier, busier, my clientele grew and I knew that I was ready to go on my own. Um, and then in 2013, so that was about a couple of years later, I found the space that I still have to this day that I named the fitness studio. And I named it that way because I thought that maybe I want to do what she did and lease it out to other trainers that might do maybe not personal training, but maybe they'll do, you know, kickboxing or yoga or something. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, so that was, that's where I am right now. And, um, it was, it was scary, uh, to go on my own, but I felt like I had, um, you know, I've seen what it was like. I knew what the expenses were going to be like. And, you know, I had sort of organically gotten to that point. So that was basically my dream came true in 2013. So that was nine years ago. Awesome. I'd love to hear that. And very relatable for a lot of people that have experiences working for other gyms, experiences working for corporate facilities, you know, and wanting to kind of get off on your own and and do it yourself and be your own boss, essentially. Um, But, you know, a lot of people never take that step because they're afraid and that fear kind of holds them back from ever getting to that point. So um, congratulations on doing that, taking that step, making it happen and getting to where you are now. Um, So present day, what does your business model look like? How do you structure things within the facility? Are you doing just one-on-one sessions? Do you do semi-privates, group classes? Kind of walk us through the layout there, what that all looks like. Yeah, so um, I do one-on-one personal training. That's how I started. But um, then I also do small group training up to four participants uh, in group training. But it's very, it's, you know, different from, you know, when you do classes. Uh, I kind of start everyone, every new client starts with me one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, are you interested in partner training? Would you be interested in doing a small group training, particularly the evening classes and the earlier morning classes, sort of like the, the, the most desirable time slots. Right. Uh, those are the ones where I ask people if they're interested in partnering up. And if they say yes, then I, I kind of pair them up with other people that I think have similar fitness levels, similar fitness goals similar personalities and, and kind of create fun little uh, groups. And often the clients have become friends and it's sort of, you know, it, it's more personalized than if you just sign up for a group class. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that decides who I think is a good match for who. So it still keeps it in the personal training um, group, so to speak, rather mm-hmm. than just a, you know, drop in fitness class. Right. Got it. Okay. And how many clients or members are you currently serving? About 40. Okay. In a week. Yeah. 
40. Yeah, exactly. Um, COVID did change my business model though. Mm -hmm. um, because when we were forced to close down, uh, in the beginning, we didn't know how long it was going to be for. Right. So I had said to my clients, hey, listen, let's try to do virtual sessions. Uh, and if you hate it, you don't have to do it. But why don't you give it a chance? You know, mm -hmm. we're not allowed to go anywhere. You can't do anything. Uh, you don't want to lose all your momentum because it could be more than two weeks. Right. At about two thirds of my clientele to try it. And I had never done it, which was interesting because I had thought of doing it. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, because of where you live too, um, we get horrible snowstorms. Sometimes we have to close down. And those are obviously a loss for some, you know, when you're in the fitness industry of personal training. Right. So, um, I had always thought of doing virtual sessions, but I never was, you know, motivated, motivated enough to do it. Um, and it was a success. And I was actually busier in 2020 than I had ever been. People wow. at home, they weren't going anywhere. Uh, they had nothing else to do. So I had clients that normally would come to the studio once a week, now wanted to train three times a week virtually. Mm -hmm. um, I had clients that contacted me that had been clients of mine, but moved out of state. And now they're calling me and say, I heard you doing virtual sessions, you know? So you reach so many people that way. Um, so that was actually, hard for many people for me it ended up being a little bit of a blessing in disguise because i had also moved uh i got married uh, we bought a house that was about 35 miles from the studio so my commute had become really challenging and i was kind of debating on how long can i do this for you know do i want to re-sign my lease um so when we were able to open up again i changed my schedule and i'm now only driving in to the studio three days a week I have found another trainer who is doing what I used to do for the Pilates owner. She leases the studio the days that I'm not there. Ah, okay. So I can now stay at my house two days a week and I continue to do virtual sessions. And then I drive in and see people three days a week. And then the studio is still being used and I still make money on the other days from the other trainer. Right. So it actually couldn't have worked out any better. Yeah, that's pretty much the perfect scenario, right? It's like you're in the gym enough to get done what you need to do and serve the clients that you have, but then you also have more free time as well. And you're not in the gym all day, every day. Because a lot of times that happens where, you know, you're in the gym 12 or 16 hours a day, every day, and it completely consumes your life. And it's hard right. to find some type of balance there. Right. No, the commute took up so much of my time. And on the days when I do virtual sessions, I can be more available because I'm not commuting. Right. I can be more flexible if someone is, you know, stuck in a meeting. It's no problem. I'm just home. So, mm -hmm. you know, if I can change my time, then I will do it for that client. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Very cool. So now are you at a point right now where you're looking to grow and add to the membership or are you kind of capped out and happy with where you are and what you've got going on? Yeah. So right now it's, it's going real well. It's sort of like at a status quo where, you know, there's enough people coming in, there's some people leaving, but there seems to be kind of like a very steady flow. Um, mm -hmm. My dream is, and my goal is uh, to open up another fitness studio in the town where I live. 
Uh, I don't know exactly when that would be. My eyes are open for a location. Um, that would be kind of ideal to be more incorporated in the new community that I live in as well. Uh, and I feel like, you know, with 90 years of experience with my original studio, I think I know how to get that running, um, you know, off the bat. Plus I could still do go drive over there and I can still do my virtual sessions. So that's something I would like to do is open up one more studio. Yeah, absolutely. And what needs to happen for you to be able to do that and make that happen? Yeah. So what I've learned in my current studio is location is everything. Um, you know, it's marketing these days and getting clients is easy because of social media. Uh, it's also a lot of referrals from your existing clientele. But if you have a good location, like the one I have right now, which sits on a kind of a main street, um, uh, it's storefront, uh, a lot of foot traffic, a lot of cars driving by. So just the location is going to be the most important thing. So that's why I'm just looking and when the right, right one pops up, I just want to be ready. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as the marketing advertising stuff goes, how do you approach that? So obviously word of mouth referrals are great, but not a reliable, consistent system to be able to get people in the doors. Mm -hmm. So how do you conquer that? Because that's typically the number one thing that gym owners struggle with is getting the right people in the doors. So what does that look like for you? You know what? I've been so fortunate because of the number of years I've been in the same area and location because it's the same town where the, where I originally started at that gym. Mm -hmm. um, so majority of my clients are either walk-ins or referrals. And then it's just a matter of being present on social media, sharing things. And that's, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that you know, I can just continue doing that. But, you know, if something has to be tweaked, then you have to be able to do that along the way. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Just thinking along the lines of a new location in a new area that people aren't necessarily familiar with you yet. Mm -hmm. Have you considered doing any type of paid advertising through Facebook, Instagram, Google, especially in the beginning to... Yeah really build up that membership initially. Probably. I probably would have to do that. Yeah. And I think yeah. they have such great, there's such great opportunities to do that now. They're not uh, as expensive as maybe they were in the past. And I think you can reach a lot of people that way too. Um, so yeah. And then this town also are very, they're very good at promoting local businesses. There's a local town paper where I probably contact them and to let them know what was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now big picture goal is to open another studio. And you said you don't really have a timeline on that. Um, but beyond that, are you going to stop at two? Would you like more in the future? What is, what do you have your site set on uh, big picture wise? Yeah. You know what? Um, and you probably hear this from a lot of people. Um, a lot of personal trainers, you know, we do what we do because we love working with people, mm -hmm. but not so much the business aspect of things and the right. administrative work. And I kind of fall in that category where, you know, I, I just love working with people. And I think that there's going to be a cap to where 
yeah. too many, at least for me, I don't want it to be too much administrative work. Um, so I think two would be my max. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And <laughs> what's that? No, I, I would be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so now one thing that I always really like to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could share with the listeners one of, if not the most important lessons that you have learned along the way, uh, being a gym owner, you know, what's something that really sticks out to you as being something really important that you've learned throughout your time in ownership? Being, being a gym owner and a personal trainer, I think that the most important thing is to be reliable to your clients. When they sign up with you, when they buy a package with you, you have to be there. You know, you can't be canceling on them. You can't be taking vacations all the time. You know, they count on you for that coaching, for, for, for them to show up. You have to be there. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like all you have is your name and your reputation right well you just have to be there for your clients yes yeah absolutely that's huge because when they sign up for you just as you expect them to show up for their sessions they expect you to show up for exactly. their sessions exactly. um and you know be accommodating and reliable that's huge as far as keeping clients for a long period of time and along those lines do you Fine. So industry average for a client to stick around is three to six months. So are you kind of within that realm? Are you, uh, are your clients typically sticking around longer than that? What does retention look like for you? Yeah. You know, I currently have a handful of clients that I've had since the original gym where I started when I was an independent contractor and that was over 15 years ago. Okay. Still come to see me. So we're not sick of each other. So something, something's going right there. Um, uh, but yeah, um, I think it's easier to retain a client than to sometimes get new people mm -hmm. really want to work on the clients that you have, uh, mm -hmm. make, you know, checking in with them, making sure that they're happy is anything you need to tweak and be flexible. You know, we have all of these policies that 24 hour cancellation policies and you know you want them to show up but sometimes things happen in their lives and you have to be able to be flexible also because you build such a friendship with clients that stick around for a long time that that's worth more than you know maybe a loss of a session here and there because they couldn't make it so right. i think that's the hardest thing in this business is that you still you are still a business owner but you are also, you become so close with the people that you work with um, that you you want to make sure that you, you are their friend as well. And I think that's why they keep coming back. Yeah, it's a hard line, right? Like it's a hard, it's hard balance between the relationships that you build with people because you do tend to get very close with them. And a lot of times you're a personal trainer and a therapist most days, right? So sometimes it's hard to kind of keep that line between business and then the personal relationship that you have. And that's very challenging for a lot of gym owners to walk that line. And a lot of times they just kind of lose the business side of things because they're so focused on the relationship side of things. And a lot of times the business takes a hit because yeah. of it. You know, it's like they lower their rates, they do favors um, and put themselves in a bad position business-wise to be able to help somebody out. So there definitely has to be some type of uh, a balance there and a line um, 
but yeah, it's, it's challenging to kind of navigate that, especially in the beginning, because you just want people yeah. in the doors. You want to fill the gym, you know, you want to build up that really good atmosphere and community. Uh, and some of the business stuff can get lost in that shuffle. Yeah. Honestly, I, yes, in the beginning, but I don't think it gets easier. I almost think it gets harder. Yeah. <laughs> the longer their relationships are, you know, yes. so, mm-hmm. and that, so that's something to, you know, you just kind of have to learn where to yeah. draw that line. Right. Absolutely. Definitely challenging. Uh, so now are there any other services that you offer within the facility, whether that be nutrition, accountability, supplementation, retail, anything like that, that provides a higher level of service for your clients, but then also another stream of revenue for the business itself? Yeah. So when I first started out, I also got certified as a um, nutrition consultant and I did a lot of nutritional consultation sessions separate from personal training. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as the years have gone by, I've sort of blended the two together. Um, You know, a lot of my clients that are looking for nutritional advice, it kind of goes with the sessions. You know, whether we take a separate session for it, if we're talking about it during the sessions um, or do a separate check-in. So originally it was a separate service and that kind of blended into to to the personal training session I I actually didn't plan for that to be that's just kind of how it ended up being right Um, other than that I don't offer um anything uh I don't offer merchandise or anything like that got it okay and are you considering taking the nutrition kind of back out and having it its own entity to upsell clients into it that actually want that service because typically people who pay pay attention right and if they're not paying for something they're probably not really taking it as seriously as they would if they were paying for it so is that something that you are considering kind of splitting off again or um not at the moment uh i haven't thought about that no um i find that I find that nutrition is so, you know, some clients and you would notice as well, they, they don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Some people talk about it all the time. Right. Um, so uh, it's always there as an option for them if they want to do a session, just talking about their nutrition and how to tweak that and improve that uh, in addition to a personal training session or instead of. Um, so, but I haven't, I haven't done that separately yet. Got it. Okay. Lately, I should say, not lately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So as far as your membership goes, how do clients pay for the services that you provide? Are they doing packages? Are they on month to month memberships? Are they under some type of commitment, whether it be six months or 12 months? What does that look like? How do you structure that? So I sell packages. uh, And so they would buy a package of, typically either five or 10 sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are prepaid and um, they renew those as they you know, run out. Um, the 24 hour cancellation policy is in that that have already paid for it. So that gives them more incentive to show up or they will get charged. Um, so yeah. Got it, okay. So packages, no month-to-month memberships or monthly memberships. Correct. Got it. 
Okay. And have you considered doing that at all? Putting people on monthly memberships as opposed to packages just so that, because I mean, depending on the size of the package, you're selling multiple times a year to the same client, mm -hmm. as opposed to if they're on a monthly reoccurring either package or membership, then you typically only have to sell that client once a year or maybe twice a year if they're on six months. Um, yeah. So have you considered doing that or what do the packages typically look like? Is that something that you run into where you are selling the same person multiple times a year? Yeah, so when the way I run my business and the way, the way I run the sessions is that, you know, every time, you know, if someone can come in once a week, twice a week or three times a week, it doesn't matter. They bought that 10 pack and when the 10 sessions are up, they re-up their their package. So, um, and they also don't expire. I encourage people to use them uh, within, a, you know, if they get injured, that's what I mean. It doesn't expire, mm -hmm. uh, but they're obviously not going to get results if they're not coming in on a regular basis. Right. So that's when you go and have to check in with them. And, and if there's a reason that they need to hold, put a hold on their sessions, then obviously they can do that. Um, but other than that, people are very good at renewing you know uh, on a regular basis so that has worked for me so there's really no reason to change something yeah yeah i just ask because it's typically easier for the gym owner you know right. to not have to keep track of all of the clients and how many sessions that they have left and who's up to renew and it's a lot you know and especially if you don't have a system that takes care of that a lot of times it takes a lot of time that could be spent in an area that provides you a higher return on investment. I have a really good system it has never been time consuming. You know, when they come in, they sign off their package and mm -hmm. it shows how many sessions they have left. And when, when it, when they're one lesson left from being done, then I remind them and then they renew it. And so it's, it's never actually been a problem. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And so when somebody comes in for their first time ever, what does that look like? What are they coming in for? Is it a consultation? Is it a first free session? Uh, what what brings them in the doors? Yeah, so people are different. Some people want a consultation before they feel ready to sign up, which I completely respect. They should meet me. They should feel if we're vibing, if they like me, if they like the studio, if they feel like there's something they wanna do. So mm -hmm. I encourage people to get a consultation. Uh, it can be over the phone or it can be in person. If it's in person, it has to be on non-prime tra training hours. Um, mm -hmm. I can't, you know, block off at a 6 p.m. prime slot for somebody that's considering personal training, but they're not right. sure. So I'm upfront about that, you know, so if, if that doesn't work for them, then we'll do it over the phone. Uh, some people will send an email, they'll call and they'll just say, hey, listen, what's your schedule? I'm ready to, I want to come in and try it. And often then I'll charge them for that first session. Uh, there's no pressure to buy a package, but at the end of the, that first session, if they feel like it was a good fit and they want to continue, then they can subtract that first session from the package that they're buying. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. So now before we start to wrap up here, if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering doing their own thing, going their own way, who is in a, a similar situation to you, and then, you know, you went your own way, open your own facility. So somebody considering doing that, what piece of advice would you give them? 
Um, you know, there's, there's, there's times when you have to put in a lot of blood, sweat and tears mm-hmm. to be able to kind of cruise along later. And I would say, I, I, well, I know for myself, when I did take the leap to sign on the dotted line for my studio for the lease, that was five years, the first time, I kind of played up what's the worst case scenario. And to me, I felt like I had enough clients that the worst case scenario would be that I broke even. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can I handle just breaking even? And I thought I can handle just breaking even. I didn't think I was going to stay at that for very long, but I knew a worst case scenario, it's a wash. And should I never grow? And this was a huge mistake. Then I'll just walk away from it. And at least it wasn't a loss. So I guess my best advice is if you feel that this is something that you want to do, then just don't be afraid to do it. And just make sure that you are not completely in over your head. You know, you have to have, at least realistic expectations and can you handle the worst case scenario? Right. Yes, absolutely. Kind of plan ahead and map everything out ahead of time. Worst case, kind of mediocre and then best case scenario as well. So you know exactly what it is that you're looking at, regardless of what happens and how things play out. Sorry, I have a fly (laughs) and it is driving me absolutely crazy. Anyways, okay. So as we start to wrap up here, uh, where can the listeners find you on social media? So I have uh, the fitness studio Arlington is the business page for Instagram. And then Body by Gab uh, is also uh, on Instagram uh, or the fitness studio Arlington.com or uh, bodybygab.com. Perfect. All right. Pretty simple and straightforward there. All right. So Gabrielle from the fitness studio in Arlington, Massachusetts. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. My pleasure, Bree. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but Don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Matt from MC Fitness out of Nottinghamshire, Sutton in Ashfield, UK. That was a mouthful, but that's where you're from. Absolutely brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely spot on. (laughs) excited to have you here Matt um and thank you for taking some time out of your day to come give back to the fitness industry a little bit I really appreciate that um before we dive into the business stuff of what you have going on at your you know um studio let's talk about why what was it that made you decide to open up this business okay so the reason I started personal training um was I just like helping people um my sort of uh upbringing was sports related so i've always played sport so football uh badminton so i i was always 
into some physical fitness and I started going to the gym at school as part of physical education. So there was a personal trainer in the gym at the time who approached me and helped me um, with the basics and it kind of opened my eyes as to actually I, I fancy doing this as a career. So that's kind of the the start with it really okay so you know you have like sort of a fitness background and you decided to go and kind of do your own thing and that's always fun because you get to be a business owner and do things the way that you want to do it Mm. Um, and so ultimately that led you to opening mc fitness so give us your elevator pitch tell us who you are what services you have to provide Really paint a picture for us because, um, you know, our listener, we got to make sure they understand the business model if we're going to spend some time talking about the business. Absolutely. So um, at MC Fitness, the the main sort of services we offer are private personal training. So it's from a private, um, private gym. So it's just myself and a client. So there's no intimidation of a commercial gym. So I found that when I was working at a commercial gym before this, I found even though he was with a personal trainer, it drew even more attention to the client because people would be looking over and having a look at what we was doing. So when I had the opportunity to have my own place, um, it kind of got rid of all the intimidation factor. So that was the unique selling point of the gym. Um, And also we offer sports massage. So as well as the physical battering people <laughs> we, um, we get to treat them with sports massage and physiotherapy uh, along the side of things also we offer classes so stuff like boxer size boot camps and also yoga so we have a, an all-round sort of approach with uh, with the business so we can offer as much value to the client as possible yeah, you have a lot going on. You must be very busy. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's full on, it's full on, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's kind of talk about um, the classes a little bit. So you kind of mentioned boxer size, you mentioned yoga, boot camp. Mm. How frequently are you offering classes? Is it something that's offered daily um, or is it kind of just different days throughout the week? So boxer size is weekly, so that's on a Tuesday evening um so that's at seven till eight p.m i say seven till eight we usually start at seven but sometimes i can get carried away and we overrun on classes and <laughs> i unfortunately i like seeing people in pain <laughs> uh, so we, we often overrun on them classes so there is a, a rough start time and an end time but i always tell people sometimes we run over so both sides is tuesday uh boot camp i actually do at a local leisure center in ravenshead um so the first boot camp we do at the gym itself so the the pt unit that uh, at mc fitness so that's on a thursday so we use stuff like in a commercial gym so stuff like rowers treadmills uh salt bike skier machines cable machines just stuff like that that you get in a commercial gym that you wouldn't necessarily see in a typical class so that's the Thursday boot camp. That's 7 to 8 at night, 7 to 8 p.m. And then on a Saturday morning, uh, that is at Ravens Adelaide Centre. So both classes. So the first one is yoga, and that's at 5 past 8 till 5 past 9. Okay. So that's with an instructor uh, on board. 
um, called Tiffany. Absolutely fantastic instructor, such amazing feedback from her classes. And after that, so we have boot camp. So people did want to do two classes so they can do yoga and then do boot camp straight afterwards because boot camp starts at quarter past nine. Okay. So just to be clear, the yoga, the boot camp are happening in the studio itself. Is that right? So the yoga and the boot camp is happening at the leisure center. Sorry. Okay. So the, the Ravens at leisure center. So that's 10 minutes away from the unit itself. So what I would do is I rent the facility from uh, Ravens Head leisure center. So on the Saturday morning. So uh, it would be five past eight till five past nine, for example. And then we would do the boot camp straight afterwards. So okay. the yoga room would be totally separate and then we go and do boot camp straight afterwards. In uh, it's like two badminton courts. Okay. So ideally like down the road, you know, as the business grows and evolves, like is this something that you would like to have all under your roof or 100%. yeah, absolutely. So recently I used to do the Thursday boot camp at the leisure center. So I used to have the boot camps at Ravenshead Leisure Centre on a Thursday and a Saturday. But it's only been recently, actually, I think it was um, last week, I've actually changed it to bring it to the unit mm -hmm. to offer a slightly different boot camp. And also it's, it's a step forward in bringing everything under one roof. Like, like you said, that's the idea, is to get everything under one, um, one sort of business yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely kind of helps us scale and grow when we have everything under one roof. You know, if you have clients coming into your classes and they're coming into classes a few days, they get to know you, they get to know the business, and then they see that you also offer sports massage, that you also offer physio, that you also offer PT, they're going to mm -hmm. like kind of find their place in the other services and it kind of helps the business run, you know, um, even better than it is right now. Um, mm -hmm. So, Outside of classes, the bread and butter service that you offer is personal training. Um, and so kind of talk to us about that. Is it just you? Do you have a personal trainer that works with you? Kind of give us a feel for how things are run. So the personal training day to day uh, would, let's say it's, it's mainly myself. Uh, but if, if I reach capacity um, on the amount of clients that I necessarily happy with in terms of limit so i found that you can work too many hours and the standard of which you're delivering drops because you just run down mm -hmm. so especially trying to grow a business trying to run a business i can't afford to let that standard drop and that you, you need that sort of standard you need to set standard for yourself and right. for the clients and be 100 percent uh, committed to them you know I found in the past where I'm just working too many hours that I can't necessarily give 100% to the client so I had to kind of scale back just a little bit on that and say right you know I'm starting at this time I'm finishing at this time if I can't get anyone in that's where at the start of this year I took someone on to essentially have any clients that I can't fit into my diary Okay, and how many clients total do you guys have right now between the two of you? So clients-wise, I mean, it's hard to actually say. I mean, personal training clients, it can can be upwards of, I'd say about at least at least, I say 
I'd say about 75 plus because it all, all depends 75 to 100 because it all depends on how frequently they're having sessions so mm. some will have once a month once every couple of months weekly two three times a week okay. so you know so, so how does that how does that membership or that you know how do they do they purchase a pack of sessions do they pay for a monthly membership kind of what does that look like for options so yeah you, you so it works on a so it's either a single session or a block of five or a block of ten and they're kind of uh, the pricing structure is different so if you book five you get it at a discounted rate book ten you get a little bit more of a discount okay so for example if i bought a block of ten i could use them however i wanted over the course of how long uh so the t's and c's of the discount would be at least one session a week Okay. So not horrible there. I mean, I know some people kind of do block of sessions where people purchase like, you know, 20 and they can use them however they want. And that, I mean, I I personally think that we're kind of doing our clients a disservice by offering class packs because they can use them however they want. And so um, X client might have a goal of losing 10 pounds, but if we're not holding her accountable to coming X amount of times per week and she can just use it whenever she feels like it, you know, we're not going to help her reach her goal. She's going to get frustrated. She's going to say that the program doesn't work. And then, you know, she'll be right back with us uh, trying again. You know, that's the important word. Accountability is, is the biggest, the biggest factor. Everyone needs accountability. Um, Not just in, in fitness, just in life, really. You need that accountability um, for yourself to just to get things done, really. Because I think, without that accountability you can quite easily slack right and just you know um don't follow things through really so you know that's why we have these things in place like you said um i do offer a class membership as well so that is based off of um 31 days of unlimited classes so they can do as many classes as they want in 31 days Okay. How many um, memberships do you have on your class membership? Just so I can get an idea of how popular the class program is. So memberships wise, so people, memberships are relatively new. So I think I have at the moment, I have nine people on memberships. Um, the benefit of the classes is, is that flexibility. I have a lot of clients which have uh, kids. So they have families. So they like the ability to, book on whether it be you know the day before they don't know what their week's going to look like so they they do like I say I'll say about 80 percent 80 90 percent don't have memberships but they they do come every week um yeah frequently yeah I think like the idea of a membership again like accountability is huge and as you grow your class program and maybe offer more classes and et cetera, like that's something that people are going to see as super enticing like um just you know i have this unlimited membership i should probably be going three times a week but i can play around with what three days i go i'm not ironed mm-hmm. it to monday wednesday friday i can go, yeah. go whatever day um for for me as a parent i have a four-year-old like I, that's what I like about flexibility of just being able to kind of use it however I want. If I use it five times in one week, great. Next week, if, you know, have a cranky baby, like probably only three times. So it is kind of cool. Now with being that you are kind of growing the memberships, it's a newer thing. um, Ideally, how many 
memberships would you like to have under the group class program? Like what puts you in a pretty good position? Um, I think to be honest, my, my target would be 20. My, my target would be 20 initially. That's my initial target. Um, but as a whole, I look at the business mm -hmm. uh, sustainability as a whole. Right. So rather than focus on, okay, I want X many memberships to, to be in a comfortable position, everything as a whole, I look at the overall figures and then think, okay, how's that going? How's that going? If it all encompasses into, you know, a comfortable position, offering all these different um, aspects of the business, that's ultimately um, the main thing that I care about, the business running as a whole. Um so I tend to find I'm really, really competitive. So if I focus on, okay, this is the target for one aspect and I don't achieve that, it can really annoy me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. I, think, I think that that type of perspective and kind of looking at the business as a whole and all the different elements and everything working together is, mm. is the right kind of mindset to, to have. Um, so, you know, I want to talk about the, the PT side of things. Just one more question that I had there, you know, mm -hmm. being that you guys have anywhere, you know, around 75 clients is that, you know, are you guys in the position where you still take on more clients or are you capped out? Yeah, there's, uh, the ability to take on more clients. Um, well, the personal trainer is part-time currently. Uh, so he has, um, a main job at the moment so the, the the plan would be to either see what his position is of whether he wants to do personal training full-time or whether he wants to kind of kind of he's, he's happy at a certain client point and then I might take on another personal trainer to then fill the rest of that capacity so there is definitely room to take on more clients uh like myself, I'm always looking on uh, to fit as many clients in as I can uh, around the sort of figures in my head for capacity. Yeah, I think that that's a great mindset again, because it's like for you, it sounds like you're going to do like make whatever necessary adjustments you can to the business to be able to help as many people as possible. So if your schedule is completely tapped out, then you look into your other trainer. Once his schedule is fully tapped out, you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe we'll think about bringing somebody else on at that point. That's a great kind of growth mindset to have because there's so many people that are running uh, personal training businesses and it's just really not scalable for them because there's mm -hmm. only 12 hours really or less in a day that we can train clients. And so once your book is full, it's full. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's not much that you can do after that other than maybe add in some semi-privates or hire some trainers. Like that's really all that you can do to go take on more, more people. So I really like your mindset there. Next question that I have for you is since you are in a position where you continuously want to help more people, what are some of the things that you do to find new clients? So recently I, um, I've been setting my own sort of goals. So actually this Sunday, I've got a half marathon. So it's my first uh, first half marathon. So I've been documenting that on uh, the MC Fitness YouTube channel. So kind of people see uh, another side of mm -hmm. me, see my, my own training. Um, and I kind of, you know, I don't just tell people to do things. I'm doing these things myself. Um, 
you know it's kind of good to see that in a trainer because you kind of it's a way of like well if you're going to see a personal trainer they're telling me to do these things and yet they don't do themselves uh, do them themselves um or have done done them in the past so it's kind of walk the walk as well as talk the talk okay so really utilizing um you know your presence in those places mm-hmm. uh, and so do you feel like that's effective in bringing in new clients like have you been able to kind of um track how many clients that's brought in for you yeah absolutely yeah i always have um you know, leads are the, like a list of client leads, um, a client um, book almost, like a client list mm-hmm. where if they're not with me currently, I will occasionally drop them a message um, to ask how they're getting on with their sessions, um, their, their own sessions, et cetera, et cetera, um, to follow up. Um, it's keeping track of everyone. You know, it, it is tough. It really is. Um I mean, as, as you know yourself, it can be difficult to, to try and to run a business day to day and oversee every, every single one of your clients. It really is um, a tough thing to do. Yeah, no, it is. It's very hard to take care of all of your clients and still also focus on the growth of the business. If you're so caught up in the day to day and you're the one that's training clients all day long. Um, when do you have time to focus on what comes next business-wise? Um, it is hard starting out to say the least. Um, so, you know, you're doing a lot of follow-ups kind of with past clients, um, current clients, just making sure that people stay engaged. They keep coming, um, in terms of like finding, get, getting in front of people who have no idea that you already exist, but could definitely benefit from your membership in the classes or definitely benefit from training with you or even the sports therapy, whatever, all of the service that you have to offer, how do you find those people who already like have no idea that you're out there? So this is, uh, this is quite, a, quite a good question actually, because I, I used to work in a commercial gym. So there was 3000 members that was on their database. So every time I walked onto the gym floor, I was a walking advertisement for my business. Converting to a private unit, there's no one that sees that unit apart from clients. So to get new clients, that's where I have heavy reliance on social media. So I will post um, most days on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, stuff like that. Post uh, posting more vlog type personal stuff on 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 the YouTube channel. you know, posting in local groups. So the Sutton in Ashfield group, uh, the Ravenshead group, just constantly putting content in, in front of people's faces. Because I've got people that have joined the boot camps and the classes that have said, I've been seeing your your post for three months, four months. Mm. I've been wanting, you know, but I keep saying to myself, oh, I should really do that. Yeah. If I just posted once, I wouldn't have got that client. Because they it's following up, it's constantly saying, Hello, I'm here, this is what I offer. Uh, and that's how I get new clients. It's purely social media. Yeah. I mean, for me, social media has been huge. Like probably the biggest thing that I've done to grow the CrossFit facility is having a presence on social media, like organically for sure. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, I had to realize that like with organic, 
only 10% of my following, the people that followed me were seeing the stuff that I was posting. And we have like, <clears throat> I think we have around like 2,100 followers or something like that. Nothing excessive. But like that being said, only like 210 people are seeing it. And that's like, okay, well, what more can I do to make sure that people are are, are seeing this and that the word is getting out there? For me, I tried the um I tried the advertising thing on Facebook. Have you guys advertised, like uh done an ad campaign or boosted posts or anything like that on um, Facebook or Instagram? Yes, yeah. I've uh, I've done Facebook ads and they have been really they have been effective. Um I'm, I'm more effective than I, than I thought there was going to be. So I've done Facebook ads in the past and, and didn't really get much success. However, I think Facebook have really set their game up with targeting of the advert. So I, you know, selected a bit more um, to the area. So really condensed the, the area that I was targeting. And obviously location's a huge thing because that's the thing with offering a, a in-person service they need to be able to get to. So offering local um, advertising is it's it's been it's been fantastic, really. Yeah, it's it's huge. I think with the you know organic uh, with the advertising side of things, like you said, we can really target that client that we're looking for. Um, and um, we're going to pop up in their their Facebook. We could offer some sort of um, you know, call to action on that post, reach them. They see it once, they see it twice. That third time that they see it, they're clicking on it and they're going to come in and, you know, we're going to change their life. But without that Facebook ad, they might not have ever even known that we were there. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, I really am an advocate for that. Um, but we're kind of running out of time and there's a couple more questions I have in mind that I want to ask you. So next one is, um, you know, business-wise, what would you consider to be your biggest bottleneck like what's the biggest challenge that you're facing business-wise and what are you going to kind of do to um, work on overcoming that so the biggest challenge for me um over the past past year or so would be the sustainability of well sorry yeah of class numbers so getting a frequent number each week so moving the classes to the unit there is obviously a cap on numbers so the amount of people that can come to classes however i'd rather have 14 people coming to a class consistently every single week than for example at ravenshead there is a capacity of 32 40 however the numbers can go from well high to low so i want that stability there so that's the biggest challenge for me is it's just getting that you know stable client base focusing on the core and um, trying to build that core really yeah so what do you feel like you have to do realistically to kind of remove this bottleneck like what can you focus on to make it you know not a challenge necessarily anymore i think just keep focusing on what you're delivering so my sort of mindset and i suppose it's a it's a negative in terms of mindset for me because I, I tend to i don't take it personally but i'm a very i'm a very competitive person so if i see the numbers spike and then dip it kind of affects me in, in that way again that's not the negative on the clients themselves it's just 
uh, I'm saying to myself, I'm questioning, you know, what what am I doing, which is causing the the, the numbers to you know fluctuate as they are. Whereas it's it's nothing that I'm doing. It's it's just the industry. So it's more so focused purely on the content of the classes, and yep. the numbers will sort themselves out. So don't stress about the numbers. It's focus on the class, focus on keeping it fresh and enjoyable, and then the rest of the things will sort themselves out. Really. Yeah. I mean, I think that the the service itself, you definitely have that part figured out. I think the deliverables, like you're delivering a service that definitely can help people. Um, mm -hmm. I do think that like having a steady flow of kind of new faces coming into that class program will most definitely help. Um, you know, uh, we we have to make sure like if we want to fill these classes with like 14 people every time that we have them, that we have like a pretty good base of clients yeah. um, because, you know, people aren't going to come to class every single day. Uh, yeah. So um, if you're able to really kind of, um, you know, build more, a more sustainable class program, what do you feel like that would do for, for MC Fitness and for you personally? Like, um, you know, what would accomplishing that do for you? So the, 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 the biggest thing I keep mentioning this is stability. So having that stability allows for greater investment in the business. So I've invested in a lot of equipment recently for the PT unit. So it allows me to offer more classes and offer classes which are and, and personal training, which is unique um in comparison to all the classes in the area so that's a big unique selling point um and just keep investing investing in the clients investing in the equipment and just keep offering the best service um that you can really and just keep investing in that and then in theory your business will grow um exponentially and you know just keep the consistency going yeah, stability is huge. Um, you know, the more that we can do to kind of create that stability, the more changes you can make to our business, the more we can offer for our clients, the better our life gets. It's kind of like yeah. a possible yeah, thing. Um, last question, you know, what's something that you wish somebody had told you when you first got started owning your own fitness business? Um... I'd say purely focus, it sounds quite simple actually, mm. purely focus on only what you're delivering. Ignore everyone else. It's good to get ideas, but don't worry about what other people are doing because they are their own business. They have their own goals. Um, purely focus on what you're delivering is fantastic and it's heading in a direction that you want your business to go in and ultimately impacting people's lives positively um, every time you're delivering a session yeah that's a very very good piece of advice I always like to kind of hear what <laughs> what different people have to share because mm -hmm. sometimes you get some really good stuff on yeah, that yeah, unique. Yeah, yeah. Um, last question what is the social media where can our listeners go to find you online and follow your journey so on Facebook, it's just listed as MC Fitness. So that is the main page. And for the classes themselves, so it's MC Fitness Group Training. So that's a totally separate uh, Facebook page for the classes that we offer. And on Instagram, it's just MC Fitness Official. Awesome. Easy enough to find it. 
Thank you, Matt, for being here today. Um, Of course. Um, It was great hearing your insight and listeners. We hope you enjoyed this episode today. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, just fill out the link in the description. We'll get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Christian Wilson with Abundant Fitness out of Maryland. Christian, what's going on, man? Happy Wednesday. How are you feeling today? Great, great. Uh, thank you for um, inviting me on this uh, podcast. It's, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Um, I'm really happy to be on here. Everything's going good. Um, yeah, let's That's do this. It. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're excited to have you on. And I think we're definitely ready to dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on here with Abundant Fitness. But first, I want to take a step back here and, and give the viewers a little perspective, if you can, Christian. You know, um, if you if you can, in your own words, how would you describe Abundant Fitness and what you guys do? Yeah, so um, Abundant Fitness um, really starts with the brand. Um, you know, the brand is is quite different from um, any other concept um, that is. So we have a fitness concept, which is a training facility, uh, focused more on semi-private training, personal training. We also host fitness pop-ups um, and certain other type of classes, uh, fitness events. Uh, we do a lot of uh, community service um, situations. And then we have a dance component. Uh, to to the brand Abundant, uh, which is Abundant Dance Studios, um, which is our second concept um, underneath the uh, umbrella, underneath the um, uh, Abundant umbrella, which is a dance studio based on weekly classes, um, bringing some of the top influencers, uh, you know, choreographers come to our dance studio in the DMV area. We do uh, a lot of different, uh, you know, rentals and um, also showcases outside the dance studio. Nice. So we do a lot of um, different things um, based on the brand abundance. So I, I really want to start there, um, you know, because in order to explain the the gym, I have to, and the dancer, I just explain about what is abundant. So abundant sure. is really a, a really a unique brand. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I appreciate the explanation, Christian. I appreciate you getting so in depth there. And so let's kind of start with the basics here, Christian. I mean, how many members are you serving currently? Um, so we have our... Um, so we do have independent contractors. Um, uh, some of those uh, trainers, uh, uh, clients does pay membership, which is a low fee. We only have 2,500 square foot facility. But then we do have a House of Abs program, which is um, abundant fitness gyms in, in-house. 
personal training program, which is our semi-private. Um, and House of Abs is really structured back, uh, you know, backed by science. So with our House of Abs, um, um, you know, programming, we try to carry between 60 to 75 clients uh, per month. Um, um, that's always the wow. goal. Sometimes it might fall short, depending on the seasons. Um, yeah, of course. Anywhere between 60 to 75 clients, um, some of our trainers, um, you know, hold, you know, at that total. That, that yeah. clients. I gotcha. And so... Now, I guess kind of taking a step back here, I mean, I guess a good question to ask would be, Christian, how, how do you get new people through the door, though, right? I think everybody's a little different. What, what, what gets your demographic or your clientele interested to walk through the door? Yeah, so uh, what we do is we do, I don't want to spill all the uh, juices, <laughs> but what we do is we do uh, free fitness assessments, um, uh, which we do a, a, only 20, 30-minute consultations. Uh, and we bring them in and uh, we do, um, you know, client questionnaires. We do fitness tests. We get their measurements, weight, body fat percentage. And we break down their, uh, you know, understand what their goals are and break down um, where they're going to be based on working with our House of Ass program. Um, so we utilize, um, you know, different, uh, you know, uh, digital, um, uh, you know, apps such as Instagram, Facebook, uh, Google, Yelp. And then we also do some outside marketing, which is um, we might uh, partner with some local uh, companies or brands and we walk into their places, you'll see a abundant fitness um, special offering. Um, so we still, we even have a, uh, when you drive on, on uh, I-95 over here, uh, we are on the road, uh, sponsor a highway. Um, so people also can see, okay, this is unique. Who is this company? Abundant Fitness um, Gym. Um, so we, we we try to hit the landscape of everything, not just social media marketing, but word of mouth as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And um, I want to say I love the versatility, actually. Let me take a step back before I even kind of continue. I think it's yes. important to have that versatility there. Yeah. And so, you know, let's say, let's say this. I mean, let's say leads, clients, traffic, all these things were unlimited here. I mean, hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, how much higher can you go in terms of clients? Right. Um, so there was no social media. Um, I know I'll take it back to the era of going to say it's a mall. Um, I'll, I'll either have, you know, have myself uh, director of personal training or some of my uh, trainers. Hey, look, let's go to certain malls. I get a pen and paper and let's just introduce ourselves to people and I have no sign their email and the phone and the phone number to see if they're interested in starting off with a free fitness assessment and you know communicate with them based on the health consciousness side of things um and you know being more personable um if there wasn't no you know just starting off there if there wasn't no social media that'd be one of the first things in my mind is let's or even a phone <laughs> let's just meet like contact to contact let's let's do in in-person marketing yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so now with that, I mean, let's say this Christian, I mean, how do you, how do you manage this? I mean, I don't know if you're not sure if you're a one man team here or not, but how do you track, you know, how long someone's been with you, if they're just getting started, how do you track those things? Um, so, uh, no, first, you know, um, you know, a lot of responsibility is on the trainers as we know, 
you know, because I, I I do train. I, I just tra- now I only train about two three two three hours a day compared to what I was training when I first started for the first two or three years. I was training almost twelve hours a day, um, but now as I kind of step back to not be in the business um, um, necessarily, I'm kind of working on the outside of the business, um, educating myself with certain things, marketing, um, learning about systems and processes. Um, you know, we use a lot of different apps. Uh, well. We were not too long ago utilizing Mind Body, um, mm-hmm. but we, we you know went away from them because you know the brand or the or the Bundy Fitness concept changed a bit um, to more focus on semi-private training, and um, now we utilize another app called uh, Trainer Size um, app. Uh, so we utilize them to really we communicate, shoot out different um, uh, you know messages, nutritional programs on there. Um, be able to track, uh, you know, when a client, uh, you know, comes, how many sessions they are, you know, they've been doing this month, so forth, so forth. Um, even as in as deep as knowing when somebody's birthday is, um, to communicate uh-huh. happy birthday, we might come into the facility, uh, we might have a card for you, um, or and and also different holidays like Valentine's Day and things like that. Yeah, that's actually super important. That's super important. I think that goes a long way, right? When you can have, focus on those little things that make people feel special, yes. right? That's the biggest thing. And, you know, going to ask a little bit of a longer witted question here, Christian, but a good question in itself, you know, so, you know, let's say, uh, let's say this, what we've been discussing this entire time have been, has been the, the three pillars of business we use mostly in uh, the fitness and gym industry, right? And that's going to be your lead generation, right? Which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, right? Getting somebody from interested to a paid client. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Christian, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, I always feel like that we can do better with, uh, you know, you know, leads. Um, we do get the inbound leads, but I think it's the follow-up sometimes. And the follow-ups can be a lot more, communication can be a lot more cleaner which I'm trying to focus more on, uh, like I came from LA Fitness, I, that was my first fitness facility job. So yeah. I kind of learned a lot there where we had to pick up the phone um, and also pick up the phone to communicate with some, uh, to even uh, with the retention, get better with retention based on calling. If somebody doesn't respond to an email um, about, hey, we haven't seen you in a few days, all right, let's call. Now we go, they, they leave us hanging on the phone. We can leave a voicemail. Those are some things that we can better at is actually picking up the phone. I think that goes, that is the traditional way and um, still tradition and is, is good. I know we're kind of moving more digital and communication is lacking in certain areas when it comes to certain businesses in this field. Um, but really pick up the phone and let's talk. Um, you know, how's everything going? Uh, checking in, which will help with, uh, I believe, lead generation and retention. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate the honesty there, Christian. I think uh, I want to say that first. because I think it, it's definitely a big perspective shift for the viewers, right? When they can see, like, you know, regardless of success, right, that there is still room for improvement. Yeah. I think that's super important. Um, and so I want, I want to say thank you for that. Uh, and I think, honestly, like, I mean, I think that's probably every gym owner struggle here, right? It's getting them through the door. Right. I think if everybody could get more and more people through the door, there would never be a concern. So right. I think it, it, if, if every gym owner can get that down packed, that should be a priority. And so last two questions for you here, Christian, my two favorite questions, 
you know, what's the bigger picture for you long-term? What are you trying to accomplish with the gym? Yeah. So um, right now we, we're working on a five-year plan, um, you know, really want to move more into expansion. Uh, right now we do uh, have an affiliate um, program, similar to what CrossFit does. Um, uh, um, and I think Fit Body had, they did that um, early on before they franchised. So I'm kind of expanding that way with the affiliate uh, owned operator um, program, which that's how we actually expanded to the dance studio concept. Um, uh, um, we had an affiliate owned operator named Athena Powell, uh, who's the owned operator at that location. Um, so that's kind of like to see if if see how the community takes the abundant brand besides just jumping right into franchises, kind of slow pacing it out to expand in different territories. Um, so that's the first step. And the next step is the franchise and um, and also to host more uh, fitness fitness like events in different places besides our uh, brick and mortar, which is, you know, hey, let's partner with the like a, we have a, a, a um, national harbor that we, that we partnered with last year, which is by the MGM. Um, Casino. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's exactly. partner with. Yeah. Let, let you know. Let's 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 continue on that route. Um. Let's let's be outside the box and let's partner with, like we did earlier this year. We did a tropical smoothie, um, partnership over here at the DC and Maryland location where we had our own smoothie. So I really want to focus more on that and doing things outside the actual location, which helps with brand awareness, brand awareness and relationships with those uh, owners, and um, really broaden our uh, reach um, besides our four walls. Um, that's awesome. That's really um, the main uh, uh, focus uh, yeah. right now. Making abundant more abundant than it already is, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, it has to be. I love Got that. Grow. I love that. And uh, one last question for you here, man. I'm curious to see your answer here, Christian, because I think mm-hmm. you have a lot of good answers today. Um, you know, Christian, if you can go back in time here to when you first started the gym, you know, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Because mm. yeah, really, I, I honestly jumped into it when I first started. Um, I was an independent contractor at another location kind of kind of, kind of got pushed out in a sense and had no choice but to find a place to train. And lo and behold, uh, Jim, I'm still at now. That's where it was. Um, um, what I'll say is, really have patience with myself and reward myself with the small wins early on. Um, like for me, a small win, which what we do now in the gym, whether you're an independent contractor or you, a in-house trainer, um, with our House of Apps, a House of Apps program, we clap, um, we we clap amongst each other once uh, we see a, a, a trainer locking a brand new client. Um, you know, people walk in the door, hey, you talk to them, and they lock in, hey, congratulations, because that's helping, you know, the uh, consumer, which is the potential client, you know, based on their health, um, and also helping the trainers with their career, um, their finances, and their life as well. So it's kind of like even for myself early on to clap myself up for every small win um, and really being the moment of uh, entrepreneurship and being a gym owner. 
Christian, that was a mic drop of an answer. I have to let that sit for a second, man. That was awesome, brother. Way to close it out there. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Christian, I mean, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you may have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yes. Uh, so for the gym, you get um, on Instagram is at Abundant Fit Gym. Um, and also www.abundantfitgym.com. Um, you go on Instagram, I mean, uh, YouTube, Abundant Fitness, uh, Facebook, Abundant Fitness, and also our dance studio, which is at Abundant Dance on Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, Abundant Dance Studios. Um, check us out. Um, if you want to follow me directly, um, it's at CEO Christian, K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road, Christian. I really do. Um, if you don't mind sticking around for two seconds, just so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast, I'd appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out of here, okay? Perfect. Awesome. And okay. to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be... Oh, man in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.